welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we are Entrepreneurs, a podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating their own business during end stage capitalism. Hello. 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 We are excited. We have a guest today. One Yay. of my like a guest. Eden Strader is in the house. We are gonna be jumping into all things branding, batshit branding, getting weird. Um, but first, let's just do a little catch-up um and see where everybody's at. Kayleen knows goes. You go first. Oh my god, yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, I uh I've been a busy girl. Uh I kind of feel like uh, the end uh, of Mardi Gras happened and then I got shot out of a cannon and I'm just like waiting to hit the ground. It may have been this morning because listeners, I slept in and almost <laughs> missed this podcast recording. <laughs> um, She's getting her beauty sleep. Her hair looks great. Oh God, no, I look like, you should have seen what it looked like when the, when Zoom showed me the little preview of myself before I entered the call. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Anytime like, Kayleen ta- tries to talk bad about herself, I say, don't talk about my wife that way and just compliment her hair and her skin. So <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. I don't know. I worked a 60 hour week last week because of just the way that events were scheduled and had to work three. There was a four event week and I had to work three of them in one after the other, after the other. So uh, it's, it's good. I'm happy to be busy. Um, I, I am, it was Mardi Gras. It was Mar- Mardi Gras was amazing. It was uh, it was perfect. The weather was perfect. The uh, vibe was perfect. The whole city really needed it. It was like very necessary catharsis for the whole like past two years of uh, loss and being cooped up and not having like communal events, um, which the city this city like really relies upon for as part of like its core magic. I mean, it's um, one of the only reasons that New Orleans is what it is, is the magic yeah. that happens in the streets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not being able to like, and you know, New Orleans is a place that faces a lot of adversity, but usually uh, it's combated by like banding together in public spaces, which we could not do. Uh, so it was really beautiful. And uh, I feel like almost everyone I know had a really good Mardi Gras. Like I went, I, every time I asked, they're like, oh, it was perfect. Um, but then of course, like hit the ground running right after it. And, and then immediately had like the week later, like I should have never taken time off. Um, yeah. Uh, because yeah. we're now in, in, it. in wedding season and uh, yeah. Uh, hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Hit, hit me spring, if you will. Oh I'll yeah. That as a what a, what a trans- wow. What a transition. Wow. It's call. like I had that planned. Um, yeah. So this is hit me spring. So basically, I've been doing this for two years now. Um, This is like the second March I've done Hit Me Spring. I just dance outside every day and record myself. And I invite people and I post it on social media and I invite people to join. And some people have been joining. We've been doing it on TikTok. And, And Hit Me Spring always has a lot of surprises because to me it's like an act of like public surrender and like what happens when you really just like go into the ether and like the other day I uh made one at the park and I think like it's kind of like alchemizing the energy right you go and you dance outside and then weird things like you you bring that energy to you so I was dancing with a friend and we were just dancing to Bob Seger having a great time and then this guy he didn't see us dancing but everybody kind of goes to the park to watch the sunset um on the bay side and we're just sitting watching the sunset and this guy pulls up with his chair and he was so excited. He was just like, I feel amazing. He was like, I feel like Christmas. Can you believe this? He was on the phone. He was like, that's amazing news. He was like, I'm gonna, I, I, I just, life couldn't be better. And I was just like, I think I like, don't want to take credit for it, you know? But I was just like, I think it's because we like brought those, those like holy fool vibes. And so then somebody was just super stoked and he just sat next to us and was really enthusiastic. So we're, um, when this comes out, Hit Me Spring will be almost done, but yeah, that's, that's what we're doing right now. What's up with you, Eden? Ooh, um, I'm like, what is new with me? My friend has been in town. And so this weekend was like one of those weekends that like, 
got away from us a little bit. Still oh, yeah. feel like where I'm recovering. Are you, where are you uh, podcasting from at this point? I am based in New York City now. Excellent. Um, yes, which has been very fun. Almost too fun. Um, <laughs> so I got home. Oh my at God, eight. you sound like my parents. <laughs> Literally, I got home at too eight. much fun up there. <laughs> Literally, I got home at 8.30 in the morning, Friday Ooh. night, aka Saturday Ooh. morning. Girl. Yeah, so... I'm still recovering ah! from that one. I don't know if my 26 year old body is cut out to do that. And by that, I mean, it's definitely not. Um, so we're still recovering from that, but it was a lot of fun. And then I'm actually going to Chicago this week for St. Patty's, which I'm just like ecstatic wow. for. I'm wow. so excited. Yeah. Um, I think we missed like the big weekend celebration. I didn't realize they would do it the weekend before and not after, but I'm still really excited. I'm excited to see the green river. Yeah. Yeah. The river green. Yeah. It's definitely green. Every time I see it, I was joking with my friend Seth. I was like, it looks like neon sludge. Like it looks like it should be in like a Marvel movie or something. I didn't realize it gets so bright green. Because the water there is very clear in general. Like you think that it'd be dirty city water, Mm. but it's like the river and the Great Lakes is like really clear and clean, I guess. Clean. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'm like New York could never. That's a literal <laughs> sludge. In that the St. Patrick's Day parade here is very much in the style of Mardi Gras parades, where everyone wants to throw things at the crowd. Except for here, except for instead of beads, like on Mardi Gras, they sell pro, they throw produce. So you <laughs> they get, throw you get cabbages and potatoes and carrots, like anything that would go Stop. in your like, anything in your that would go in your like corned beef crock pot. <laughs> you could just by going at the parade. Huh? Well, I was gonna say, I was like, do you take it home and make a soup? Oh, I've seen, I, like I saw somebody should. like with like a whole kitchen counter just full, like they cleaned up. Stop. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I love yeah. a good like grocery shop run. So <laughs> just love that. Honestly, yeah, produce is just going up. So take take a hit when you can. You know, right. yeah, I would potatoes, take baby. free produce anytime. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna lie. Oh yeah, potatoes don't go bad. All right, we have a couple announcements before uh, we hop into tarot time. Okay. Woo. Over our break, we hit a milestone. We, yes, we broke did. through. Entrepreneur Careers broke through the top 100 business podcasts. Yeah. So Yay. thank you, listeners. Yeah. Um, we are because- we're categorized as top one in the top 100 in uh, on the chart uh, on the entrepreneurship charts for Canada, the U.S., and Poland, and have stayed really high in Poland. <laughs> A couple Thank of you, weeks Poland. now. Um, Thank you, our yeah. Polish listeners. Thank so. you to our Polish listeners for, for, uh, for whatever entrepreneur queers binge you're on. You know, I had a Polish friend um, and in Chicago because there's a huge uh, Polish population in Chicago. And she would always tell me, do you know who the fuck you are? So, yeah. Cheers to that. You're on the level. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. And then uh, second announcement, we have been doing our time vendor sessions, which are just co-working in Zoom. And we do Pomodoro type where we do 25 minutes on and then we take a five minute dance break. And it has been a lot of fun and we have been getting so much shit done. So if you are interested in joining us for a time vendor session, we're doing them on Tuesdays, um, 11 Eastern to 1 PM. And uh, the link is in our website and you can sign up for the email list and get it going there. So Kayleen, it is tarot time now. Tarot time. All right. Ruin us. Okay. Ha <laughs> All right. Well, we talked a lot about like our whole you know, we had a, we had a whole journey for season three of the narrative of the pod. So what, this is going to be episode two of season four. What do we need for the end of March? We're past the Ides of March. Today is the Ides of March. Today's the Ides of, what does that mean? Oh, as we're recording. Hmm. Julie, watch out, Julius Caesar. Okay. What do we need? Final week of March. What is the collective need? Ah, the, no, no. The, the five of wands. Me and Kayleen keep pulling this card. Yeah. So look at the, look at. I like that he's got little, this little naked. These little naked people fighting. <laughs> little butts. Little butts. Um. Uh. There's just a lot going on. Is really what that one is. Uh. Things kind of. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Uh. 
Um, whenever I get this one, I'm just going to be like, oh, you're going to be fielding a lot today. Um, and this isn't like an all out battle, like they're holding sticks, not swords. Um, but there is just a lot of like conflict, a lot of opinions, a lot of people clashing and just like, you know, like when you're in like a crowded room and, and you can't seem to focus on like one thing to listen to because there's just so many conversations going on around you. It's that kind of energy. Um, so, you know, which kind of is reflective of, for what I'm feeling, definitely of feeling very like, um, overwhelmed with, uh things to do by my own schedule and by uh, and um and options i think uh it's a good it's not necessarily a bad card but it is kind of a reminder to uh it's either to remember that uh sometimes if you're if you're feeling like you're this is like with a specific group of people or a situation that you're all on the same team is usually the piece of advice I like to give. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, when this is like, so if you feel like um, you're in conflict with someone, try to remember like the actual end goal you're striving towards, um, as opposed to the conflict you're having over the different approach. So Anna, what kind of associations do you have with this card? Um, okay, I can give you a real life example because the other day me and Kayleen both pulled the five of wands and um, I made a bratty TikTok and let me tell you, my comment section did not have a good time. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> like, she got piled on. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, and yeah, that's kind of part of it. Like it, things like take on their own. But yeah, it, it became um, uh, free therapy, I would say. Um, a dumping ground. So that was, that was intense. Um, and it's I was a, just like, a cacophony oh. of children. Yeah, I was just like, that's okay. Um, I don't love that. I know I don't want to open that door again. Um, keep that door closed. So I think sometimes with like the five of wands can come like, uh, you're just like, oh, let me try something. And then you're just like, maybe something different, you yeah. know? Um, so it's just like a learning, learning thing. But um, five of wands, I feel like it's also like part of the process and like maybe coming out of like, I, listeners, I feel like, you know, coming off of season three with the big, big, um, eight of cups energy, like it's, we're still in it, you know, um, we would love to be like smooth sailing, but like, that's part of transformation. It's, uh, work and, you know, maybe your five of wands is something that you do feel really passionate and convicted about and like stand up for it too. Like just because people are bullying for you, like if it's what feels good, then, then like, listen to that because not, not every decision needs to be conflict free as your Aries friend. Um, yeah. Oh no, but I hate, but your cancer friend hates confrontation. I know, but we're, well, this is Aries season. So like, uh, oh, I mean, cause sometimes it's not yet. Sometimes con uh, well, when this episode comes out, cause sometimes a little conflict is the like less violent action because it's like like silence can be violence right yeah so, sometimes you um, have to tussle it out yeah you gotta to be uncomfortable um if it's for the right thing or like what feels honest to you um beautiful well with that what a vibe for um today's episode we have eden strader in set the table we are serving the main dish in the house. Um, I have a little tidbit of information. So listeners, I think that you are listening to this podcast because of Eden Strader, because I started listening to your podcast and that's what got me into podcasts. Stop. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I really wasn't that big of a, like a podcast person, but I absolutely love Eden's podcast. That's my personal business. So good. She, I'll let you say however you want to be like represented. But today we're going to be really focusing with Eden on um, branding. And I did one of her courses calling all brands and it's just, so I've never thought about branding that way. And it's, and it's more of like being honest with yourself and then developing something. So Eden, give us your spiel. Tell our listeners what you're about. We're so happy to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Also, I needed that tarot card. So even if like I'm the only person, which I know I'm probably not, but like just know that I needed that tarot pull. So that was great. Thank you. Thank you for pulling that. Um, 
but I'm Eden Strader. Um, I'm a destination wedding photographer turned business coach. Um, I shot destination weddings for the past like six years um, and then started transitioning into education. And then obviously when the pandemic hit, all weddings were gone. And that's kind of what almost forced me to like take the plunge into doing education full time. Um, and so I wrapped up my weddings. This is my first year doing education full time, which has been really crazy and yeah. fun and amazing. Um, but I'm all about building like an amazing business, but to build a better life, I really don't think that your business should be like the end goal. And I think sometimes as creative entrepreneurs, we get like so hyper-focused on having this amazing business that we like forget what we even built it for, which is to have like an incredible and happy life. And so I want your business to be like a tool and stepping stone to a better life and not the end game. Um, and also sorry in advance because the New York ambiance is so loud and I wish there's anything I could do about it but I can't um but yeah but that's me and yeah I have my podcast that's my personal business where we talk about like all things business all things personal and all things in between because as creative entrepreneurs um our lives and our businesses are so intertwined and I feel like we always say that but we don't actually talk about like what that looks like or how that happens so that's what that podcast is all about beautiful um So one of the things I love about you and the Eden Strader entity, the Eden Strader brand is it is so it is such a vibe. Like if you go to Eden's website or anything, you just see immediately what it's all about. And like, oh, shit, this is something really different that like the copy, everything. It's just very, very like it's it's like, I would say it's either like, fuck yes. Or like, I don't get it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is the goal. <laughs> yep. Um, so I kind of want to talk about, you know, from coming from weddings, um, and like, develop, cause that's like such an, also like a different brand, um, mm-hmm. where like, you're so colorful and you're so, um, honest, I feel like, and like on your podcast, you're so like, you're very present. You're Mm -hmm. really there. Um, so I kind of want to talk about the journey from shooting couples to like, okay, now I am like a whole like batshit brand or whatever. Like I'm, I'm totally like in my own realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, Oh gosh, where do you even start? So when I first started my wedding photography business, um, I'd say like I went full-time in 2016. So that's when I always say it was kind of like my real, real start. Um, and I was super hyper-focused on like most people are just like getting the business off the ground and like having it do well. Um, I also was 20, I was 20 years old. So I was like a little baby. Um, and, um, so I just wanted to be successful really was like the goal. And I loved art. I'd always loved photography. I've been like carrying around my parents point and shoot since I was like in elementary. Um, but when I first started my business, I just kind of was looking at everyone else in the industry that was doing well and being like, okay, how can I do that? And so my work was really plain. Like it wasn't like bad photography. It just kind Mm -hmm. of like blended in with the rest. Um, and I remember, um, it was probably in like 2016 or 17. I can't quite remember, but, um, someone screenshotted my feed as well as the feeds of a few other photographers in the industry and like tweeted them and was just like, this is so boring. And I remember seeing it and just being like one heartbroken. Cause we like, our work is us. And I was so sad. And I also was 20 years old. So I was, you know, my ego was still mm-hmm. really fiery. Um, and so I got in a little bit of a Twitter fight with them, which I'm like, that's so embarrassing. But again, I was wedding photography hard. It is hard. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it is so time consuming. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a wedding planner and your day is longer than mine. But <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Wedding yeah. photography is a lot. And so I remember like getting in a fight with them and being like, this was so rude. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I kind of took a step back though. And I like really looked at it and I was like, they're not wrong. <laughs> Just mean. Like, shoot. Like, it was mean. The delivery was kind of shitty. Maybe but like, <laughs> Yeah, like, maybe personally, like, messaging. But I was like, they're not wrong. Like, it's not that 
interesting. Like I'm not really doing anything to like set myself apart. Um, and so I kind of just started pursuing like photography and like just trying to play around with more things to see like what I really loved and discover what I loved. So I started shooting in studios, um, which like quickly became like my thing was, um, when I was doing couples photography and wedding photography, shooting on colored backdrops in the studio was like my, my thing. Um, and I remember the first time I put like a photo of a colored backdrop in my pricing guide, whatever I showed it to a bride and she pointed to it and was like, ew, like who actually likes stuff like that? That's so weird. And I was like, cool <laughs> nice thank you thank so you. much for that you're so nice <laughs> yeah was so nice of you um and so it was like kind of discouraging obviously right because I was like oh shit like this is what I really love and no one really likes it um and but I just like kept pushing so I was like you know what like I love this so there's got to be people that love it too um and so that's kind of when my photography started to shift into just photography that was more me it shifted into like a very colorful like more bold, poppy and fun approach to photography. And so my photography at the end of my like wedding photographer career was honestly like a, still a pretty similar brand to how I am now. I'm definitely like more confident and have a lot more self-love and like have grown a lot as a human in the last couple of years. So now my brand, I can say pretty confidently is like almost a hundred percent me. Um, but like that transition kind of started after honestly that Twitter fight, because I was like, you know what? Like Juan's energy. Yes, literally. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, like I'm going to do it in a way that I love. Um, And I think that's what's so beautiful about building really personal and specific and honest brands is that like, not only are you going to have a ton of fun and like be more aligned and fulfilled in your business, but then you also attract like better customers. So it's very like twofold in its success. Um, I think I, I love that. Yeah. Like the five of wands is coming back. Right. Like, Cause, like, Cause that's what, that Evolute, was the yeah. moment. That was the moment you spurred on by conflict. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, would you have gotten there without like somebody being a dick on the internet? Um, No, truly. Like (laughs) it's such to the haters, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, here you are. And then you had like the confidence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a big Frida quote. It's just like, I'd like to say thank you to all my fans and haters for making me famous. So like, I love I mean, what do they say? There's no such thing as bad press. Truly. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what, that's what Anna told me when I went internet famous. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Going internet famous is not the vibe. I had a video of my dog go viral on TikTok and I'm like, that was tattoo. a lot. I had a tattoo go that viral. That got like published by the Associate Press. Yeah, it was, on, it was on Newsweek for a minute. It was, oh God, yeah. Um, oh my God. But yeah, okay. Anyway, I have a question and I think yes. maybe some of our listeners who may not be as like enmeshed in like, the, the business world who maybe our listeners who tell us, wow, you make me wish I could be a gay business owner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is because I feel like it's, a, this is a word that we use so much that it's kind of lost meaning. What is branding? Like what? Yes. What the fuck is branding? <laughs> yes. No, I love this. Um, Cause I think with branding, we've kind of got this misconception. It, I do genuinely feel like branding in the business world is almost similar to like how people, this is like such a maybe bad comparison, but you know how, like, I feel like the word narcissist has gotten so overused in like yes. the therapy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, Great. I, I know. Or, yeah. or how yes. nobody know actually, nobody seems to really understand what the term gaslighting means. Yes. Like <laughs> gaslighting narcissist and trauma. I feel like people have started using to like describe like a bunch of things that mm-hmm. might not necessarily be yeah. those things. And I feel like we did that with branding in the mm-hmm. business world where like everything is brand. Branding. And it's like, oh yeah, but gaslit branding. Yeah, really. We literally just gaslit branding. Uh, <laughs> when I like ask people what they think branding is, they'll usually be like, oh yeah, like my logo, my aesthetic. Like, let me show you those things. And the way that I describe it is more that like branding is who you are, and branding is the foundation of your business. And so it's just kind of this representation of you, and kind of like what people first think of when they think of you, and it bleeds into these different. Pillars 
pillars within the business. So I like, if our business is a house, branding is the foundation and it bleeds into things like the aesthetic and the communication and the social media and the copyright and all of those things, it supports it. But at the end of the day, the brand is just you. Like the brand is who you are as a human and how you're bringing that into the business. And so you can really think about branding as just like this physical business representation of you as a human being that's going to affect everything else in your business. And that's why it's like so important to have a good idea on what it is, because if you don't have a good idea of what it is, all of those pillars of your business, whether that's client experience, social media, marketing, communication, whatever, they're built on nothing. There's no foundation. So it's crumbly. They're not going to be cohesive. They're not going to upstand very well. And so that's why I love branding so much because one, yes, like I said earlier, you can get more, you'll be more fulfilled and happy and aligned in your business, which is amazing, but it can also help you get more strategic with every single aspect of your business because you have a firm foundation that you're building those things on. Um, And I also feel like one thing that you talk a lot about and I really resonate with because I took the course when I was going, I completely changed my business name. I went from like I was successful. I feel like my story is pretty similar to yours where I was like, I was I was successful. I was getting clients, but like I was trying to, I I do video, right? I'm a filmmaker. I was kind of conforming to this like bro aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I am not a bro though. I'm like, absolutely not that. And I don't really want to work with bros, but I I was kind of like, well, that's where the money is. That's where I'm going to get it. Blah, blah, blah. And then I made this business that was just so myself. Uh, And, 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 and I kind of feel like it didn't make sense at first. Like when I changed my name and everything, I was like, this doesn't make sense, but now it's starting to make sense. So I think there's this point of like intuition that you talk a lot about Mm -hmm. being intuitive with your brand. And like, maybe it won't make sense at first, but like your your brand is going to become something with its own legs. Um, And I want to touch on having like a pretty fluid brand to prevent burnout. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge one because I think people um, are fucking tired. But if you have a brand that makes people say fuck yes or fuck no immediately and you are just absolutely yourself, you're not you're not masking anymore. You're just like mask is fucking off. Like it's 2022, baby. Like I, I don't have the energy or time to pretend to not be somebody that I'm not. And then you attract that and it's like you just become so much more magnetic. Um, so yeah. Like, can you talk about, I guess for you and like your transition of how like being in your brand has been good for burnout? Cause I know you have really done a lot of cool things to just have your funnel open. Yeah. So I think like one of the big fears of business owners when they start like really niching down and like getting their brand cohesive and making it unique Mm -hmm. is that they're like, Oh, I'm going to lose clients. And I'm like, yes, you are. And in like the best way possible. Um, like you said, like you want people to come to your business and either be like, fuck yes or fuck no. Um, like when I talk to people about their frustrations with their brand or their business and they're like, oh, well, I'm just like not working with my dream clients. Like my dream clients don't seem to be as like passionate about my business as I want them to be. And it's like, okay, well, that's probably because you've built a lukewarm brand. So you're attracting mm-hmm. lukewarm customers. Like at the end of the day, our customers are just a reflection of us. And so if our brand is really wishy-washy and just like lukewarm, the clients are going to be as well. Um, but if we can build this like business and this brand, that's really specific and bold and powerful and unique. Some people will come to it and be like, this is absolutely not for me. Like absolutely not. But those are also like the clients that if they had booked you, you probably would have been disappointed. Whereas the clients coming in now are going to be so passionate about things. And I think what's nice about building this brand and being fluid with it is that like, we also get so hung up on the fact that like our businesses need to stay the same and Mm -hmm. that they like, we need to pick this brand and stick to it. So people don't get confused. And while there is some truth to that, right? Like we shouldn't like every other week be presenting a new business to our community or like a new brand. Like that's confusing for sure. But we change so much as humans. So like if our brand is who we are and it's just a representation of us, it should just kind of like fluidly change as we do. And it won't be jarring to anyone because chances are you're not like waking up one day with an entirely new personality. But if you're just being transparent, 
transparent and allowing the business to grow and stretch and evolve with you, it can be a really beautiful thing for one, you to be able to like express yourself in that way, but two, to connect with people in a really honest and like open way. I think that's been one of my favorite things about the direction my brand has gone in the last couple of years as I've basically just given up on caring. Like I just mm-hmm. don't care. Like I'm like, this is like who I am now. And I spent like, um, the first half of my twenties putting on a very specific front on like who I was. And I was hiding a lot of aspects of my personality and my personal life. And therefore like my business was just not really a reflection of me. Cause I wasn't even really a reflection mm. of me at that point. And, um, as I've made great changes to like take myself out of those situations and that lifestyle that I was in, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, you know what? I know how much it sucks to put on a front and how unfulfilling that is and how disconnected I not only felt from myself, but my business. And yeah, it's exhausting. And I never want to do it again. And Mm -hmm. it's been this really beautiful thing to just kind of be like, personally, like, okay, you know what? Like, I don't care anymore. Let's just like be honest and let's show up as we actually are. That's been really freeing in and of itself. But then it's also been really beautiful to connect with other human beings on that and be able to relate to them in that way. And to work with creatives who want to approach business and branding in the same way I do. Um, Because it's like, if you are looking for like a really analytical data-driven way to approaching brands, like, yes, I'm super passionate about like data business, like, and like systems and strategy. But like when it comes to branding, I take like a very personal intuitive approach. So if you want to base it just on data, I'm probably not your girl. And I'd actually rather, you know, that like ahead of time than invest time and money in me. Cause there's other people that can help you with that. So I don't know if I even just answered your question or if I just ranted for. <laughs> no, I was, I was, Anna and I've had conversations about how like, I think that the biggest mark of success, like a huge benchmark of success mm-hmm. when you uh, have a business is being able to turn down work because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't vibe mm-hmm. just for that. Just because it doesn't vibe, not because there's a conflict, not because there's whatever, but you're like, mm, I'm not for you. Yep. And that's totally fine. And I think like, you have to get comfortable with the fact that you're just like not for everyone. And that's totally fine. Like, that's not a big deal. I even like tell that to like, when I do my one-on-one coaching, we don't, we do these consultation calls before anyone can book. And I always tell them on the call, I'm like, I'm not here to sell you. Like, I'm literally just going to tell you about a pat, like about this project that I'm super passionate about. And if you don't feel super passionate about it as well, literally no hard feelings. Like, I don't want you to be in the program if you don't feel aligned with it. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you. And I think that's what's cool about an approach to branding in a more personal way is that you just get to show up with your passion and be like, Hey, if you're into this, great. And if not, that's cool too. Like, that's totally fine. I hope you find a brand that does work for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I think especially right now we're all developing very quickly as the world is changing, we're responding to that changes and our brand and our business need to stay with that because like, we're just, me and Kayleen joke a lot. Like every new episode, it's just like, okay, who are we today? Like we are, we've quantum leapt into like somebody (laughs) totally different at this point. Um, and I think someone, someone this past weekend tried to be like, oh, we've met before. Like we've definitely worked an event before. Like, oh yeah, but it was like pre COVID. And I was like, girl, I was a different person then. I, yeah. I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sometimes God. it's like, like the relevancy of it too. Um, it, it's like super interesting, but in the time, in the time frame, I want to, I want to touch on this real quick with Eden. I, you had a podcast episode where you were talking about, um, how you map out, uh, I like a year to like two or like a year and a half in advance. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And that was the first time I've ever did it. And it was such an amazing exercise to get myself to think big, to really remove any pressure off of anything and just be like, what if this happened? Like I sat on the beach for like maybe an hour or two. And I wrote down like my list of like January, February, March, da, da, da. and, and I've, um, I, I put it into notion and it's been wild. I, it's kind of like in a back background, mm-hmm. right? I'm not like consulting it. Like, this is what I need to get done because it's more of my lofty goals, mm-hmm. but I'm getting shit done because I wrote Love. it down. And mm-hmm. I just feel like I just, it feels almost like a practice of like manifestation even more. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I love that. And that's been one of my favorite things. Like, and what has really worked for me is the planning out the year and being like, I want to work towards these things, but also giving myself the flexibility of like, Hey, we can switch these around at any time. So like we have the whole year planned out on like what's launching and when, and what like topics we want to like really push and during certain months, but also giving myself the grace to be like, Hey, if inspiration strikes for something else, we can switch that out at any time. Um, and I think when we run our own business, it's so easy to just like get in a routine of just being like, let's wake up, let's post on Instagram. Let's just like move the needle every single day. And by planning out the whole year, we kind of give ourselves the ability to, like you said, like manifest bigger and take a step back and be like, where do I actually want to be at the end of the year? Where do we actually want to implement things or launch things or grow things? Um, and then you can have these more concrete things that you're working on day to day because just showing up and posting on Instagram every day, unfortunately is not like a system or like, that's not a system or a strategy. It's great that you're doing it. However, like there's got to be a little bit bigger of a picture. And that's been really helpful for me to have like a clear map on what we're working on, because it also means that I've kind of had more time to think about what I really want and how I want to execute things within the business, because I'm not stressed day to day on what I need to do. It's already been mapped out. So it's not like I'm waking up every morning and being like, what do we do today? Like what, how are we like working on the business? I already have those things mapped out on what needs to be done since we've planned the year in advance, which means that I have more free time to be like, okay, like let's look at our brand communication right now. Or like, where can we play with things? Or like, where can we do more fun things? Or like, where can we connect with our audience more? Like yesterday I posted like a more personal reel, which I didn't have scheduled. Um, but I was like, you know what, this is like something I really want to talk about right now. And it's, it's really that big picture planning has really released the stress on the day to day so that I can just show up and like play more in the business, which is really, really fun. Mm -hmm. I I really resonate with like the kind of switching things around too. Cause when I was looking at like, okay, what have we gotten done for like the past few months and like looking at it, I was like, okay, we kind of like topsy turvied some things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like, I think this is maybe like another conversation, but when people talk about like automating posts Mm -hmm. and I think that we are, I think in theory, yes, but like you have to have room for like some other stuff because like shit could hit the fan and you're just like, Oh, this is like, this is not what the collective. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, uh, we got hit so hard over the head with how important consistency was Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it's like, it's like you said, you know, like if you don't, if you don't have a roadmap, you don't know where mm-hmm. you're going. Mm-hmm. So like if you're posting, yeah, just, you, you could be consistent, but if you're, if you're just like meandering aimlessly, but consistently, you're just going to get lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's like the energetics of it as well is so important. Like if you're showing up consistently because you feel like you have to, and it's no longer fun that's kind of just going to neutralize it anyway, in my opinion. Like if you're doing anything in your business with like poor energy or like begrudging energy. Yeah, it's like robotics. Yeah, like no one's going to connect with that anyway. And so I always tell people, I'm like, if you don't want to show up, like my coaching clients will like get on and they're like, I don't want to make reels. And I'm like, well, then we're not going to. Like what's the point? Yeah, like I'm like everything that you see about marketing businesses works. Like Instagram works, Facebook Mm -hmm. ads work, Pinterest work, email marketing work. They all work. So like stop forcing yourself to show up in these ways that feel so forced and unaligned because that's not going anywhere, anywhere, anyway, like energetically, there's nothing good behind that. So instead, like really take a step back, check in and be like, what would be fun? Like there was a two month period where the podcast just was like, it felt like the biggest chore for some reason. And I so badly wanted to like power through it. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like these podcast episodes aren't even going to be good if I'm like Mm. forcing myself to do them. And so I just like took a break and I didn't, I don't think I even announced the break. I just I love that. I don't announce breaks. Just take it. Just take it. Yeah. Like I literally just came back two months later and was like, what's up? We're back. Podcast is back. Don't know if you noticed it was gone, but it's back now. Um, and I just didn't show up again until it felt aligned. And I think like there's something really beautiful about just like attuning your energy. And like when you are feeling burnt out or you're feeling like you're doing 
something like take a step back because that's a sign that something's gone off. Like something has been unaligned. And so really sit with it and be Mm -hmm. like, okay, what is it that's making me feel this way? And how Mm -hmm. can I pivot it? Like photography, wedding photography specifically started to feel really not fun. And so that's when I really had to like sit with it and be like, okay, like what happened here? How do we fix it? And in my case, I quit wedding photography, like, and that was really scary and big, but like it had to be done. It wasn't aligned anymore. Um, and so you can kind of like use your energy also to like roadmap you to what you're supposed to be doing. I also kind of want to talk about, um, quitting something because I I think a lot of times we want, we want to be able to like start something, but we talk about it all that, like the law of vacuum, like you have to say no to something to create space to like what you actually want. And that's kind of where you end up like suspended. You're just like, okay, like anti-gravity. Like, I hope this fucking works because I am fuckity fucked if it doesn't. Um, So like, was it just like for you saying like no to weddings? We were just like, was it like, oh, the numbers make sense. I can do it. Or was it like, how did you get over that fear? I mean, because that pretty much had been like almost your entire career at this point was yeah. Yeah. So I had been doing weddings for full-time for six years. Um, I'd been doing education like part-time. Um, I will say something about my life is that I, I feel like I've kind of already hit my rock bottom. (laughs) Um, when I was 24, I got divorced and my entire like life crumbled. I had like my savings account completely wiped by the divorce. Like I remember having $200 in my bank account at one point. Mm. Um, and I just was like, okay, like this is, this is it. Like, this is literally just like my rock Mm -hmm. bottom. Like I was barely functioning and there's been something beautiful about that. And the fact Mm -hmm. that like, whenever I want to do something scary, I'm kind of like, well, it's never going to be, at least in this situation, like it's never going to be worse than that. Like I already Mm -hmm. kind of hit my rock bottom. Um, But that being said, it's still scary. Like moving to LA was really scary. Moving to New York was honestly even scarier um, just because I moved here with like no idea of what my income is going to be for the year. Like weddings you have planned out at least a year in advance, thankfully. Mm -hmm. So you can at least look at your calendar and be like, cool, I have, you know, this much income lined up for the year. Whereas education every day is a new day. Like I, yes, I have people on payment plans and things like that. So I have an idea of like at least a minimum that's going to be coming through, but like I earn as much money as I earn this month. Like that's basically it. I don't know until I'm doing it, which was really, really scary. But for me, one thing that's been helpful is I, I I do think of what worst case scenario is like, and that's something I did. Like when moving here is I was like, I, I saved up enough money that if I, you know, hypothetically didn't earn like any money this year, I could live off my savings, um, which is a huge privilege and blessing. Um, but I was like, okay, let's say I, don't earn any money. Like let's say worst case scenario, education just decides to flop and I just like clean out my savings account and I'm lost here. I would have to move back in with my parents for a minute, get a job and that'd be it. Like that would be my worst Mm -hmm. case scenario. And so for me, it was really helpful to be like, you know what? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I've never let myself down before. Like, why would I start now? However, if you know, knock on wood, all shit hit the fan, I would still survive that. And I know that that's like a huge privilege too, that I can even go live with my parents for a second, you know, like that alone is a big Mm -hmm. blessing. But I think like for a lot of people, it's helpful to kind of work through like, yeah, say everything goes wrong. You'd probably still survive it. But then understanding that like, that's probably not going to happen. And like, that's something that's always been helpful for me is to be like, you know what? Every single situation that I thought I would never survive, I have like Mm -hmm. every single one. Like I've never let myself down yet, even in the worst of times when I thought it would literally end me, like what I thought were the end days were not. And so like, why would I stop that now? And I think you can also kind of channel your fear into excitement, to be honest. And like Mm -hmm. the more you challenge yourself to do scary stuff, the more exciting it becomes because now I kind of like, when I get nervous or scared, I'm kind of like, wait, this means I'm doing something big and risky. And like, that's Mm -hmm. fun. Like who knows what I can do with this. Um, and you'll just learn to trust yourself a little bit more and be like, okay, cool. Well, we've done scary things before and we trust ourselves and it worked out amazing. 
Yeah. I like to say, there's two things that I say a lot. I was like, if you uh, like uh, often, and it sounds like kind of just what you just said, like worst case scenario is often the same as doing nothing. So why not just do the thing? And also Mm -hmm. if you have the power to imagine a worst case scenario, you have the power to imagine the best. So absolutely, I say that to like anxiety advice, like, you know, because anxiety is just is just your imagination going in one specific direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's amazing. I think I have one more question before we go to bro book review, which is just like for our listeners, um, what is like a piece of advice that you would give someone if they are feeling like their brand is either stale or just like mm-hmm. meh, like not, not reflective of them. Um, if they feel like you need like a little, like a, a brand Shush. refresh. <laughs> So one of my favorite things to do with branding is to actually just take the business out of it, which I know can sound like really counterintuitive, but when like your brand is feeling really stale or your business is feeling really stale, I really challenge you to like take a step back and look at yourself as a human and like figure out what like your favorite things are about yourself, like what your strengths are, like what you personally love and how you show up as a human. One of my other favorite questions to ask is like, how do you hope your friends and family feel when they're around you? Like, how do you want to make them feel? And then once you've answered those things as like a personal human being, like don't think of the business, just a personal human, then bring the brand and business back into it and be like, how do I bring these traits back into the business and how do I communicate them more? So like, for example, anytime, like we actually did this a few weeks ago, me and my assistant, I was like, I think there's a disconnect between our brand messaging and our ideal clients right now. Like let's sort through all of it. Um, And we kind of just like went through and noticed that we were probably speaking to almost too general of an audience. Like I was like, I think we're trying to appease like a really big audience right now and let's just niche it down even Mm. further um and like one of the things that's really key to my who i am as a human is like i will not ever settle for mediocrity like like i said i'd rather take the big risk and like fight really hard for my dreams than just stay where i'm at and stay comfortable that's so boring to me and so it's really important to me that my ideal clients feel the same and so i was like i think we need to talk about that more and like talk about taking risks and be really transparent parent on like what that's looked like for us so that they can relate Mm -hmm. to that. Um, so if you're feeling, if you're feeling disconnected, if you're feeling a little like about things, just take a step back and really just try to do some self work and then look at the business and be like, okay, where are these traits of mine maybe not being communicated properly throughout the brand and then game plan on how to bring those things forward a little bit more. Yeah. I, I love that. Sometimes I like play this game of like, What's (laughs) What's <laughs> what is like the richest, craziest client I could think of? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh my God, like what if I made a program for like the most batshit like Silicon Valley person? You know what I mean? Yes. Like how weird could I get? You know their What's pockets the wackiest are fucking, proposal. Yeah. Like you know their pockets are fucking deep and you know that they want to like you know, be submerged in water with leeches while you like chant mantras in their face or something. Like, I just love to get, like, I just feel like your program, it just made me like, cause you can get so specific. And I would Mm -hmm. almost say that the more specific you get and the more weird you get, like maybe that's like more, more of like the budgets that you're like walking into. Oh, Absolutely. I think it's like the more unique of a product you're able to offer, Mm -hmm. the more people will pay for it because they're unable Mm -hmm. to find it anywhere else. And so Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's scary to like cut away potential customers. However, if you can bring an offer or a brand or service to the table that they cannot find anywhere else, they'll pay whatever it takes to get it. And so that's one of the beautiful things about just making some weird ass personal branded business is that like someone will connect to it. And they'll be willing to pay a lot because they can't find it anywhere else. Walk, walk around a tech showcase and like you will be humbled about how basic you are, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, really. Just like, um, actually, no, this is very, very normal behavior because it's in person. It's not even in the fucking metaverse. Like, <laughs> like we are we are past the point of um, you know, like I think we can get real, real specific. Um, that being said, uh, it is time for our bro, bro book review. (laughs) We're not doing a, we're not doing a bro. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week. So you don't have to. We are doing a woman. Uh, we, it's, it's a money mindset book and, uh, rich, rich as fuck by Amanda Francis. Do y'all know her? 
No, no. I, I feel like she's kind of like popular in this in the scene in like the the kind of like I don't know in the like money mindset manifest girlies that are like hot and blonde and like you you know what girl, I'm bo- girl about. boss. Yeah, yeah. She's very she's very girl boss. Um, so I would say that the book was very bold which I appreciated the first chapter she was talking about credit card debt and she was just like look if you want to be rich like don't be afraid of credit card debt and I was like oh shit like you just came out the gate with that one which really kind of like made me take a pause um and it's kind of like what we're talking about about being like super specific like that advice could ruin somebody's life but that advice could also like really, really changed somebody's life too. And it's something as a business owner, I've had to like think about, um, it's just like your relationship to credit and debt. Um, I think that's like a side people don't really like to talk about, but it's like businesses have credit debt all the time. They have business loans, shit like that. Like funding. Dave Ramsey is is quaking. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Dave Ramsey is shitting himself right now. This is a Dave Ramsey slander podcast. As it should be. I feel like we have a lot of, we have a lot, a lot of our podcast listeners came from, uh, recently found us because I was talking shit on rich dad, poor dad on TikTok, And everybody was just like, fuck yeah, I hate that book too. So, um, okay. So rich as fuck, like it was interesting. Um, I wouldn't say like it really like magnetized me into like making money. Um, I would say it was more like it wasn't as tactical as I like it. Um, like Rachel Rogers, like, you know, I feel like that was like a similar kind of book of like, we should all be millionaires. She was very tactical about it. And I feel like this one was just kind of like, say your mantras, do your affirmations. While like the Rachel Rogers book, was just like fucking send some emails, take, make $10,000 in 10 days. That's what I respond to. I need somebody to be like direct to me. And it's more about the vibes, the vibes and not the practice. I was just like, my vibe is I'm vibing. I'm already vibing. Like, I'm good on that. Um, but like, I really respond well to like, do this, um, versus like, don't be afraid of credit card debt and like, imagine yourself. Oh. And then like, there was one point when she was like, I have a multi-million dollar business and I'm able to uh, afford healthcare. That really kind of made my heart sink. <laughs> She's like, oh I have access God. to great doctors. And I was like, I hate it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, maybe we just, yeah. So um, listeners, I would not recommend this one. Um, I think I haven't rated it on Goodreads yet, but honestly, I think it's like a two out of five for me. Um, but there were some interesting conversations that I haven't really seen. However, maybe watch a TED talk or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Or honestly, or, or like the, we should all be millionaires. Or like we should all be millionaires sounds like. Yeah. Honest, still, yeah. Still the one. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel, Roger, Rachel Rogers. Um, is, it was a really good one. Um, all right. So let's do our pluggy plugs. Go ahead. Miss Kayleen. All right. You can find me at candles unincorporated, um, for some good smelly candle needs. Swamp witch with four eyes is my personal Instagram. Um, and you can see me documenting my, uh, stupid busy weekends and, um, how I'm coping by getting cute nails every other week. So we love that. We love that. Um, yeah. Uh, follow yeah follow me on either of those places that's where the action is right now all right you want to go ahead and give us your plugs eden yeah what's going on with you um yeah you can find me at eden strader that's my business page and then at that's my personal business that's my podcast and uh yeah not eden strader's my personal but that's that's just personal that's basically just a lot of my dog and me partying and yeah (laughs) so if that's your speed a lot of memes about being a sagittarius as well that's what's offered there excellent Fire signs. Um, all right, you can find me. Um, I would say we're doing a lot on TikTok and uh, Instagram at the fake dot guru, and then also follow the podcast on entrepreneurs.com and entrepreneurs.podcast on Instagram. We're posting some updates and doing our time bender sessions. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Eden, for coming in. Yay, thanks for thank having you. me. Thanks for having me, you guys. That was very fun. Mm-hmm. Some good Have a gay day. Have a gay day.